Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachecki. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you everything we know by giving you real-life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without having to go on another cookie-cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and most importantly, enjoy the process. Hey guys, it's Megan here today and I am here with a very special guest, another nutrition awareness client. Her name is Allie. And the first thing I'm going to do is read her email to me from November 17th of 2019. So this can give you a good idea of why she was coming in to see a dietitian. She said, hi, my name is Allie. I'm 25 years old. I was reading about you and your specialty. And as hard as this is to admit to myself, I need your help. I've been lying to myself for a long time about my eating habits, exercise routine, and how I view myself. I've tried to help myself, but I feel like I don't get very far. I have also been plant-based slash vegan for about three years now. I just don't have a balanced diet. I go some days with eating almost nothing and other days binge eating on certain food groups. What I'm most scared of is getting professional help and not changing or improving. Do you have any appointments available after this week if I were to buy a package? So that was fall of 2019, and then you ended up coming in like a week or two after that for your initial consultation. So if you can take yourself back (laughs) to that fall of 2019, where were you? What was your mindset? What were you thinking? Like, can you can you remember that? Yes, I can remember that day like just so vividly. We were um, going to my family for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Like me and my husband, we were driving 10 hour drive. Um, We stopped um, halfway uh, to get food and stuff. And I remember what I ate too, which is crazy. Like how I can just, I ate a vegetable sushi roll because I was vegan, a glass of wine. And that was it. Then I got in the car Mm -hmm. and we had like an hour drive back to our hotel or like to our hotel and I ate like 14 rice cakes I ate the whole thing of rice cakes I ate like, like the sleeve the yeah whole, the, the whole sleeve, sleeve the whole the sleeve there's as it 14 exists in there's there. 14 in there <laughs> Allie knows how many yeah. are in the sleeve yes okay <laughs> seven in each like thing got it <laughs> um and then these like sunflower 
seed things that I used to eat and then I just had like a just a mental breakdown Mm -hmm. I started crying I was just like for like two hours back to our hotel an hour two hours and I was just miserable I was like how could I eat these 14 rice cakes like we just had dinner like Mm -hmm. how can I do this I felt like I felt sick my stomach hurt like I felt bloated I was just like I don't feel good I'm fat I like just had this huge just breakdown I remember getting to the hotel and just like sobbing I was like just me and my husband were like, we just can't do this forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of how we were. And I remember on that trip, too, we had started talking about, like, when we were driving. We were talking about, hey, we want to, like, have a kid eventually. Like, mm-hmm. we've been married for a couple years already. Mm-hmm. And I just, like... To the thought of that. The thought because of, like, you had already had that, so like, many, like, body issues and what you were thinking about your body and that shame and everything surrounding. Because it wasn't just shame about food. It was shame about your body yes. as well. And so then I can imagine thinking about getting pregnant yeah. and fast forward to today, <laughs> yes. she's on her second kid. So everything turned out amazing. Yes. But, <laughs> but like I wasn't like even having a period at that point. Yeah. Like, there was no way I could have gotten pregnant yeah. at that stage. And I knew I had to change something mm-hmm. if I wanted to have a family and have a good life. Yeah. And that morning, I was sitting in the bed before my husband woke up, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go see a dietitian. <laughs> like, <laughs> And was that the first, like, person that you had thought of? Or did you, like, know, registered dietitian, that's what I should Google? Um, I, um, I remember, like, one of my roommates in college, and I re- she helped me, like, write that email, too. Awesome. Like, because she, like, we were roommates in college, and she noticed my eating habits, mm-hmm. and she had an eating disorder when she was in high school. Okay. She kind of picked up on those things, and, like, we were, t- like, she would always kind of check in on me and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like... I would, like, tell her something sometimes, and she was just like, hey, like, this is what I did. Like, so she kind of helped me, like, okay, like, these are, like, she, like, sent me, like, a website to try to, like, find people in the area. What a good friend. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard conversation to have for you and for her. So that's awesome that you had somebody kind of in your corner to help you take that first step. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, and just a side note, for any of our listeners that don't know, when you're not giving your body enough nutrients as a female, your body is going to stop having a period. Yeah. And I, the, I mean, the reason for that is because if you don't have enough to keep your body alive and moving and functioning, the first thing that's going to go is your ability to reproduce. Because what you're telling your body is, there's not enough fuel in this area to go around for me to be able to provide the fuel for another human and so your body shuts those processes down because it's not necessary for your survival so when you're not having a period as a female that is a red flag that you are not providing your body the right nutrition now of course there are other reasons that that can happen it's not always nutrition related but just know that that's something that you have to look at if that's something that's happening to you did you know that at the time kind of like ever since I was in high school because that's when all my eating stuff like really started Mm -hmm. I would go sometimes a year year and a half without a period and then I'd have a period for like a month and then I'd it'd be like four or five months and then it was very sporadic very yeah and like I like I knew like that's my eating habits were probably what was 
triggering mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I think a lot of times people just kind of put their head in the sand and they just don't think about it. They're like, oh, I just don't have a period. Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I can just go on with my life. Yeah. Especially when you're in high school and college. Yeah. And it's like something you don't want to worry about anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Until you get to the point where you're like, I kind of want to have a baby at some yeah. point. Yeah. And it took us a while to have a baby because, yeah. like, I had to get my period back first. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that took a while. Right. So. Do you remember any specific trigger for your eating issues like in high school or do you like do you remember where this all stemmed from I mean I was like when I hit puberty like when I was I remember sixth grade I was really tiny as like a kid like very active very tiny always you know like family was like wow you're not going to be this tiny forever watch your feet kind of thing because I was so tiny so active I hit middle school, you know, you start, like, slowing down, too, Mm -hmm. and then just puberty hit, and I gained a lot of weight. I was, I just remember, like, and then we, I moved, too, and, like, I just remember it was hard to make friends, and I was a little bit overweight, and Mm -hmm. it was just, like, that's kind of, I think, where it really started. Like, I was just, like, okay, I'm going to start cutting out this. And then I just, I really remember when it really started, I was, like, I really want to lose weight. And I was like, I like eating all these healthy foods. Like, I always had a really big diet. Like, there was, I wasn't a picky eater. I mm-hmm. ate vegetables. I, I ate everything. I was like, why, why not just like cut out all this junk food? Like, I'm just going to eat healthy foods from now on. So okay. I just like very narrowed my diet to like vegetables, vegetables <laughs> and fruit and all these things. And yeah. then it just made me start like, scared of different food groups okay. and okay so that kind of reminds me I have here I asked you during our first consultation I asked like what a typical day of eating would be for you let me find it here oh where is it where is it okay um so you said I quit eating breakfast last April I eat lunch around 10.30 or 11.30, and this is your teaching full-time, keep in mind, people. So she didn't eat breakfast, and then ate lunch around 10.30 or 11.30. You said lunch isn't much, cucumbers and almonds and an apple, and you teach little kids, (laughs) like running around little kids. (laughs) Um, So cucumber and almonds and an apple for lunch. Um, You said you have a 15-minute break. You said, I've been eating quinoa this week. I get home around four and eat a snack when I'm usually really hungry by then. Rice cakes. So the rice cakes come (laughs) back. You said, I can eat the whole thing. (laughs) So there we go. Carrots, fruit, maybe melon. Dinner is usually between 6.30 and 8.30 with my husband. We have pita bread pizzas. I load them with veggies. But then I have lots and lots of snacks at night. It feels like I'm crashing and burning. I love popcorn. I love snacks more than a meal. (laughs) And my note to myself was, she's not getting nutrients. (laughs) And then you said, I can eat a whole watermelon by myself and a whole thing of skinny pop. And I also noted that you felt really sluggish and really tired after 10 a.m., which I know, like, I'm laughing because I know that you're hearing this and you're like, what the, what was I I doing? Like, of course, of course I felt this way. Of course I had to eat everything in my house after dinner. Like, of course, after I had that one sushi roll, I wanted to (laughs) eat 15 
rice cakes. But, like, when you're in it... You don't, like... You don't see it that... You're like, I just ate dinner. What, like, why yeah. Why is my body betraying me and forcing me to eat all this food? And it's you're just battling your mind and your body when you're in that just constant state of, like, I shouldn't eat, I shouldn't eat, I shouldn't eat, I shouldn't eat. And your, your brain is like, you have to eat, you have to eat, you have to eat, you yeah. have to eat. <sighs> and I don't think I was just, like, ever taught, like, about, like balanced meals and how like it was just like you know you eat lunch no matter if it's yeah you were coming from it you were coming from it from a place of like is this specific food healthy or not like are carrots healthy yes okay i will eat them like do these rice cakes have calories not many okay so i will eat them you weren't coming from a place of like does this have protein or fat or carbohydrates and like what do these things do for my body to keep me full and satisfied and that's why your body was always like hamster on a wheel hungry 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 because it was never actually getting everything that it needed So then in that consultation, when I told you, like, okay, Allie, we have to actually start fueling your body here if you want to quiet some of that brain noise that's going on, how did that feel? It was a little bit scary, like, because there were so many foods I was just kind of scared of. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, like, a rational fear, like, who's scared of food? Mm -hmm. But, like... Like peanut butter. Were you scared of peanut butter? Yes. I'm sure. That's a big one. That's that's so common. Like, peanut butter, nuts, like, like, seeds, like, those are are really common ones. Yeah, and... I remember, um, cause we like had made a plan and stuff. And I remember going to the grocery store. I was so scared of sugar, like mm. very scared of sugar. And I was trying to find like some like almond milk and stuff that did not, that had protein, <laughs> but had zero sugar. And I was having a milk. Which is impossible. Yeah. It's I, not possible. I remember emailing you in the store, like trying to figure it yeah. out. Like I was scared, like two grams of sugar. Yeah. Like, which are just like, naturally occurring like, sugars. Like, yeah. But I was just like, mm-hmm. I can't buy something that's mm-hmm. going to work mm-hmm. and like you told me like basically yeah that's impossible mm-hmm. but like this is this is good this, this will you. and like I just had to be like okay I'm gonna do it I'm trying to do you remember better. in your mind like what were you afraid of was it was it just gaining weight specifically that you were afraid of from sugar or did you think that something was going to happen in your body it was mainly just like gaining weight yeah. like I just I was terrified of gaining weight, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And had you ever, like, passed the, the point where you had started eating healthy, were you ever at a point where you were comfortable in your body? No, then? never. Yeah. I was 160 pounds in uh, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I dropped to 110 pounds by the time I was a senior, and I was never happy. Never happy. Never yeah. happy. And that's the thing I was thinking the other day. Like, it was just really weird. I remember I came in here, and I can just remember numbers so vividly, like, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, I I threw away my scale, like, two months after seeing you, and, like, never came back. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, you go to the doctor, and when you're pregnant, you see, like, your scale and everything, so, like, it's still there, but, like, it's not something you, you don't register in your mind as a way that you, um, measure your success or your person, your individual, like, it's just not on your radar anymore. But I just remember when I came in here, I was, like, I... I still, like, wanted to lose weight. Like, yeah. that was still the mm-hmm. goal is mm-hmm. to lose weight yep, coming here. I remember here. that, too. Like, mm-hmm. I was, like, 120-ish <laughs> to 25 pounds. I stayed there for so many years. And I still, I was, like, my goal was to get under 120 pounds. Yeah. Who knows why? Yeah. Like, that was just mm-hmm. my goal. And, but, like, I was, like, 125 range. And then when I got pregnant with my second kid that 
coming any day. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went in for my um, first, you know, appointment, mm-hmm. I was 131 pounds, and I'm like, that is crazy. That <laughs> all that work you did, like, you killed yourself to stay at 125. I'm six pounds heavier, <laughs> and I can eat whatever I like, yeah. want whenever I want. Like yes. I don't have any. I'm not counting calories. I'm not doing all these things mm-hmm. and I'm only six pounds heavier like yeah. isn't that wild that's, it's just crazy mm-hmm. that I like stressed myself out that many years and yeah I don't, you're eating cucumbers and almonds for lunch yeah I mean the first <laughs> like, eight hours of your day nothing and like that and it didn't even matter like that was a big thing that we talked about the first time was like I kind I feel like I kind of broke your brain and I was like, well, what, like, what if you gained 20 pounds? Like, and, that was, I, and you were like, oh my yeah, God, was like, you couldn't even think yeah. about it. You couldn't even think about it. And I was like, I want you to journal about that. Yeah. Like, what happens if you're 20 pounds heavier than right now? Like, what does that mean to your life? I want you to really think about what that would actually mean. But I think that helped you to kind of break down that, like, oh, what would that actually mean? Like, I'd still have my husband that loves me. I'd still have my job that I love. Yeah. Like, it, w- like, would my life really be that different? And I probably gained that, but it wasn't... <clears throat> it wasn't 20... 20 pounds wasn't what I thought it yes. was. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I was still working out, still had muscle. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, like... And then COVID happened. I mean, like, we all gained a little bit <laughs> yeah, during sure. COVID just sitting sure. there. Yeah. Um, but it just... It wasn't... A big deal like I don't know if I even gained 20 it might not been 20 but like I didn't yeah you don't know I don't you know didn't, you, didn't, you didn't weigh yourself I didn't weigh myself in the end like, all of those things that you had feared happening if you were a certain weight didn't happen no and it just doesn't matter like I'm so much more healthier now like mm-hmm. and the scale po- probably fluctuates every time I go to the doctor it's a different number but like it doesn't matter yeah like yeah like, I know how I feel. I feel great. Like, um, one of the things that were on your homework list, people might be interested in. So, like, a lot of the work that we did, like, yes, we talked about, like, the macronutrients and fueling your body. But some of your homework was just really getting into, like, how do you, val- like, how do you value yourself? And the scale was one of the ways that you did that. And so what I wanted to do was make sure that you valued yourself in another way and thinking about like, what are the things that are important to you other than weight or the scale or how you're eating? Because I think a lot of your self-worth was tied up into like, how healthy do I eat? Yes. <laughs> and so some of the things I had you do, I said, write down 10 things that you love about yourself, write down 10 things that bring you joy, Write down your worst case scenario. What would happen if you went through with this, meaning changing your eating habits? Once you have an answer, I want you to ask it again. Let's say you gain 10 pounds and your jeans don't fit. Now, what's the worst case scenario from that? What will happen? Keep asking yourself that question until you get stuck. And then I said, do the same exercises as above, but then write down your best case scenario. Was that a tough... Yeah, I remember I didn't answer, like, any of the ten things the first time. I know. I I came back with nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought for two weeks and, like, Mm -hmm. nothing. nothing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because you're so used to. Your whole identity is tied up into how much do I weigh and how healthy am I eating. And it's an everyday thing because you got to, you know, you have to have meals every day. And so you're measuring your success based on what you ate or didn't eat all day, every day. And then not only that... 
your brain doesn't have enough fuel to think clearly. <laughs> so you're exhausted. not you're not thinking clearly. You weren't sleeping enough. No. And you're exhausted all the time. So like your brain isn't really fully functioning. So sometimes now, like now when you're out of it and you're out of that brain fog, you can look back and be like, oh, see, like I was doing that. But when you're in it and you're not feeling your brain, you can't, you don't even know what you don't know Yeah. at that point. And that was another thing I learned. Like I wasn't sleeping. I didn't realize how much sleep was important. Like I don't feel like a lot of people talk about how much you actually need to sleep to fuel your body like and now I notice it like the days that I don't get enough sleep I eat a lot more like I'm snacking a lot more because I'm just like I'm tired (laughs) I need something to keep me going like yeah your body can get energy from three places uh restorative sleep food and then stimulants like caffeine and so when you don't get enough restorative sleep and you wake up your body's um hormones increase that make you want to eat more foods and eat foods that are higher in calories so your body has this mechanism to try to protect you to say like oh we didn't get enough sleep last night what else can we do for fuel we can eat more and so you're going to want to eat more and then we drink coffee to try to negate that (laughs) and be like i'm just going to keep you know drinking the caffeine and then that stimulant happens but then once that wears off at the end of the day then those hunger hormones come back bam and you want to eat you want to eat you had quite a coffee journey oh yeah (laughs) actually yeah I don't even know how much coffee I used to you told me five cups you said you used to drink five (laughs) five cups five cups in a day you told me oh my gosh that's insane I drink maybe two cups now like I, I have two cups like I drink my morning coffee and my midday coffee but like I don't even finish those coffees half the time mm-hmm I think I have an email about your coffee habit in here somewhere. <laughs> I believe it. Like, I don't know I where, really but it. you had emailed me and you were like, I can't believe this, but I used to drink. Okay, so you said, I just wanted to share this because I don't have anyone else that would <laughs> understand the excitement of this. So ever since I started back to school a couple weeks ago, I often forget to drink my afternoon coffee. It's kind of bizarre. It will be four o'clock and I'm like, oh, I never even thought about coffee today. August 2019, Allie was drinking five cups a day. Even last school year, like in March, I would start feeling super run down and get headaches around three o'clock every day. Crazy. And I said, you know why that is, right? (laughs) And you said, yes, because I actually eat and sleep now. (laughs) Like, that was, like, a huge, like, food replacement for years. Like, even since high school, it was just like, oh, I'm hungry. I can drink a cup of black coffee. And, like, that, like, makes me not hungry for a little while. Mm -hmm. It was just a huge – and then you just – get like addicted to it Mm -hmm. like it's just and then your body needs it like you get headaches if you don't have it yep one of the things that I struggle with the most with people who working with people with where you were back then is the trust factor like getting them to trust me because you have all these thoughts ingrained in your head for years and years and years is there was there a switch that flipped at any point or is there anything that you can remember where you were like something that happened that you're like okay like I trust her now because x y or z like like what made you trust that you needed to make those changes I just I knew something needed to change like um like yeah there was a lot of doubt like every time I like I would 
I feel like those first like a month or two I was back and forth like okay I'm just done with this I'm not even gonna go back like yeah. that but, probably went through your head a lot yeah like because I was like I don't like this like I just I feel like uncomfortable yes like it was just very scary like but I was just like I know I want a different life I don't want to live like this and I was like I'm just gonna have to trust her like yeah. I'm just gonna have to do it yeah. um on those days where I was just like in my head, I was just, like, mm-hmm. I could go back to my old ways and, like, but I knew deep down I really didn't want to. Yeah. And you were journaling a lot through yes. this whole process. That Including helped. what you were eating and how you were feeling with an emphasis on how you were feeling. So when you would come into your next consultation, you would send me the journal ahead of time. So I kind of knew what the trajectory of those last few weeks were like. And I think after the first couple consultations, I'm going to say like three meetings that we had, things were going really well. And then you had a dip. Yes, I do remember that. And like, it was like, the you sent me your journal and it was just all over the place. You were all in your head. So it wasn't like we met and everything was wonderful. <laughs> no, yeah. like we, I mean, we worked together for a full year yeah. through all of this. Yeah. It was, yeah, like the first few were so like... I was so ready, like, mm-hmm. and then I think it just, like, got to me. I don't know. Like, I remember mm-hmm. getting just, like, in my head, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just, like, bail out. But I, at the end of the day, I knew I didn't. Yeah. And, like, it, like, with, like, because when I told my husband that morning, I was like, I'm going to go to the dietitian. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, okay. Like, he was all on board. And, like, we're, I was like... I remember, like, I sent you that message, but then I saw you, like, posted a Black Friday deal. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do the three sessions Mm -hmm. and see how it goes. And after those three sessions, my husband was like, you need to keep going. Like, (laughs) I was like, yeah. Yeah. He was like, as long as it takes. Like, he was like this. Like, he was kind of hesitant. Like, maybe a dietitian Mm -hmm. will help. Maybe it won't. Mm -hmm. Like, but after those three, he was, like, very, very supportive of, you need to keep going. Not, like, forcing me, obviously. Right, but just seeing some of the things that you were doing and the differences that it was going to, that it was making. Yeah, and, like, every time, like, I had the, like, fear of, like, I don't want to do this anymore, I started thinking, like, how our relationship was changing. Like, we could eat more together we could like do things um I remember at some point we made like a giant list of like all the foods I was scared of yes yes (laughs) like it was a long ice cream was on that list oh everything like there's so many Mm -hmm. things so we like started like every weekend like finding like one of the things yeah you and your husband made it a thing yeah like and it was fun like Mm -hmm. and I think that was a huge like no like my eating problems didn't really like affect our relationship too much because he knew going into our relationship where I was like from like one of our first Mm -hmm. dates like he realized it like so but like once we could start eating together I was like this is fun like we can Mm -hmm. like it's not stressful finding a restaurant anymore it's not stressful like because that was always a thing on trips like it was stressful where are we gonna eat where Allie can find something yes Mm -hmm. so like that part I was just like yeah. This makes it better. And we were trying to have a kid, too. And that was another thing. I was like, I'm not going to be able to have a kid. Yeah. And, and ha- I don't want to have a kid if I can't get my issues under control. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to have a daughter and have her have all these things because of me. Because right. it goes hand in hand. Because she's seeing that. She'd be yeah. seeing that. Yeah. Um, and that was a question I have. So tell me about, like, your relationship with body now that you've had a kid, you're having another kid, you have a daughter, you're having yeah. another daughter. What What's your relationship with your body like now? Um, 
so much better. Like, it's just one of those things I don't think about a ton. Like, it's just, I work out, I eat balanced meals, I have desserts several times a week because that's what you do when Mm -hmm. you have kids and you go to birthday parties and, but it's not like a... So you Big can issue. So can like, you go to a kid's birthday party and eat a piece of pizza or two and cake and not think about it? Well, you know I was vegan mm-hmm. and you remember like like I'm still trying to incorporate cheese. Like I'm really trying now like because I'm just scared to make my stomach hurt yeah. because I know the cheese like, was not a good. Like, the dairy was the not dairy, great. Yes. So like I'm trying to like trial it at home okay. and just like every day I try to like sprinkle a little bit of cheese okay. in my diet. So cheese, pizza was a bad example. Yeah, pizza is a bad example, but I can eat a piece of cake and like that's okay. not a big deal. Like, what about like it's, Chick-fil-A nuggets? Oh, we eat Chick-fil-A like, <laughs> so okay. much. We okay, go. so if I had Chick-fil-A nuggets and cake at the party. Oh, that fine. is fine. Yeah, okay. we like eat Chick-fil-A a couple times a month and okay. it's not a big deal. Yeah. Okay. So um so if somebody was in your shoes, your 2019 shoes, what would you say to them? Find a dietitian. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. find somebody. Because there's, like, I feel like so many people in our society, like, even talking to friends. I had a good friend that we were talking about earlier that had went through. So I could talk to her. But, like, so many people I talk to now, I don't realize I didn't realize then how many body issues and food issues they have, like, because it's a society thing. Mm-hmm. Like, diets are a big part of society, and I didn't realize that wasn't normal. Yeah. Like, everybody... Like, like everybody's doing this. Everybody, like, everybody's trying to not eat as much as possible. Everybody's on a diet. Everybody's yeah. trying keto. Everybody... So, I'm like, these I'm things are just... I'm just doing what everyone else is doing. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. and you don't realize that that's not really healthy. Like, you think diets are healthy because... I mean, I was at least surrounded by everybody on diets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like... You didn't even really realize how much it was affecting you until it got so bad... Yes. ...that you were crying in your car over rice cakes yes. and sunflower seeds. Yes. Like, that you didn't realize it until then yeah. how much it had been affecting you because it had been affecting you for ye- a decade. Yeah. At that point. Already. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, Allie, thank yeah. you so much for being here. You've come a very long way. I've always yes. been really <laughs> impressed by the... I, the thing that impressed me the most about you was your willingness to be vulnerable because there is a lot of shame surrounding this kind of thing. Yes. And being open and honest with someone that you just met yeah. <laughs> is a huge deal, but I think a huge step in the right direction. And if someone's listening to this and they're like, how do I know if I'm ready? You know you're ready if you're ready to come in and tell the truth. Oh, absolutely. And just yeah. kind of lay it all out there and talk to someone about it and be willing to kind of say take a step back from what your beliefs have been for many many years so thank you so much for coming in i um if you guys want to hear more of these client interviews let me know because i think they are fun to do all right we will talk to you guys later we hope you enjoyed this episode of the nutrition awareness podcast and if you did find it helpful and want to share it with the whole world screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram in your stories at nutrition.awareness so we can connect with you. 
To get notified about the next episode of Nutrition Awareness, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to create your own personalized nutrition plan with us, be sure to schedule your virtual or in-person consultation on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com. Now get out there, fuel up, and live your healthiest life. We'll see you on the next episode.